Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the official PlayStation Magazine podcast. I am editor Matthew Pallet. I remembered this time, I always forget to say who I am. Uh, and I'm joined by our two usual lackeys. They are... Uh, ben, Tyra. You, you have to think there, Ben. <laughs> yeah. Now it's Ben <laughs> having sure? to think. I had, I had coffee. I thought it was going to give me energy. All it's doing is fry my brain. Were you reaching for Darren? <laughs> no, no, it's Ben. Darren? It's ben. Oh, no. So many names. So it's many ben. monikers. It's, ben. it's it definitely is ben. Ben. Yeah. It's ben. Ben, brown touch Tyra. Uh, and we'll, we'll explain oh, that in a bit. And Jen? Jen Simpkins, the other one. The second half of Benefer. Some yeah. would say better half. J- Jen's alt accounts on Twitter <laughs> would say better half. Sen Jimpkins, my so, so <laughs> from Twitter ben says. Ben Touch Tyra and Jen, the other one, Simpkins. Uh, ben uh, is now known in the office as Brown Touch Ben. So Darren, his former nickname, has been laid to rest for a little bit. It's Brown Touch Ben for his love of all games that are great. Yeah, uh, He's on an amazing hot streak. Uh, hot brown streak of oh, game no. reviews in the office. Please don't say the word playing, hot brown streak. He's playing well when when you talk about after <laughs> bad game after bad game. You just they sort of just gravitate towards you. I don't know why. I think well, I know why because I I choose who gets, <laughs> <laughs> who gets what game. I was going to say as well. Like I could have ended that streak, but I ended up doing the Mighty Number no. Nine review for Games Radar, so I oh, inevitably my extended oh, my own fall. run. You fool! Mighty Number no. Nine, know. big disappointment, wasn't it? It Was I mean, it nothing like that original Kickstarter. Right? Oh no! I I remember looking at the trailer for that and thinking, <sighs> wait, that's what they were selling this as? Mm. I, as a game, it's like taken on its own merits not great yeah bits that are good but when you look at what they were selling it as oh boy <laughs> very very different um so we're going to kick off this episode as we always do with what we're playing now who wants to go first jen oh my ben gosh. has pointed at jen <laughs> so, <laughs> so the other one is going first the other one well and like this is kind of a rewind all the way back to sort of january february time street fighter story mode no oh. well yes i have been playing i've been playing a lot of games i've been playing a lot of overwatch still been playing a lot of destiny still i played the new street fighter story mode which is tons of fun um it's still kind of that like one round against cpu which is basically asleep so that's really disappointing and it's quite lengthy so it's kind of like oh my gosh like really you can have cranked up the difficulty um but uh it's really fun like the writing's a bit cheesy but like that's classic street fighter right and like super fun and looks gorgeous and um yeah so that's a lovely addition to have along with the new characters i'm now maining uh, ibuki like the teen ninja like girl with a pet raccoon um and she is awesome um but i've also been playing a lot of the witness so i have sort of just time warped back to the beginning of the year and like it was funny, right? Because I, I picked up so many of these games um, and, and started so many. But it, like, it's been a crazy year for games, right? It's been unbelievable, some of the games that have come out this year. So I'm holding in my hand the new issue, which we'll get onto very soon. Um, on page 21, there is a burning question for the team, which is halfway through 2016, what's your game of the year so far? Jen Simpkins in this page <laughs> writes, it has to be Street Fighter Five. <laughs> Jen, Jen, speaking today... Oh. We're in July now. Yeah. It's a month after you wrote this page. Mm. What's your game of the year, 2016, so far? It's The Witness. Ah, it has yes. to be The Witness. Yes, and I, another I, convert. And I, so before, before I, we, we, we wrote that debate piece and I was like, Street Fighter Five is brilliant. Like I will always say, best combat system in fighting games in the history of, it's incredible. If you play it the way I do, you know, with a few friends um, and you kind of learn that way and you're lucky enough to have that, it is wonderful. I appreciate not everyone is. Thank goodness we're getting some good updates. Um, but 
uh, that was before I went back to The Witness. And I'd already played, I'd probably say around like 10 to 15 hours of it, I, I guesstimation. Um, so I, I, and I hadn't got all my lasers needed to, you know, like um, shoot up to the mountain or whatever. Um, so I was like, oh, well, I'll at least go and do that. And I ended up doing that and kind of solving all these puzzles. And I actually thought it'd be really difficult to get back into because um, it re it relies on you knowing a lot of what the symbols mean on these little puzzle uh, panels. There are only a handful of symbols. Though. Really? Very, yeah. Very small subset of rules mm -hmm. from which all of that logic definitely and I was built. like oh I don't know how much I will remember but that game's so good at um sort of teaching you um what everything means at a perfect pace that I, I found myself going back and having all that knowledge like still there because you know it kind of slowly ingrained it into me and like completely worked and I felt refreshed and I sort of went back and uh, my first time around I kind of found a secret as well that was kind of adding kind of more layers to my gameplay like my my time on the island which was fun and then I sort of technically like got end game. I got like the end game trophy. <laughs> you, you're so not at end game. <laughs> well, working. this is the thing, right? Because the, it's like it's like end game upon end game upon end game with that game, and I'm I'm still only like I'm. I think I've got like 350 panels solved now, and there's like upwards of <laughs> 600, right? And Oh, even started. I, I've been like evangelizing about this game to everyone I've met and I'm like conv convincing everyone to play it because I, I didn't really understand until I, I I thought it was really pretentious like there's all these little like recorders around with little quotes from philosophers and like there's a couple of things you can like watch and do and I was like come on like this is trying to make some sort of like nebulous point about like the meaning of life or something like that and then I got to the end um, and at first I was livid and I thought, yep, this just proves that this game is pretentious and like it's wasting my time and it's trying to make me see, like, be like, oh, but isn't there something bigger that you can work out for yourself? And I was like, no, I'm so angry. Um, and then, and then the game did something that it is totally designed to do. It's designed to kind of make you have these moments of like, aha, like these moments of like epiphany, right? But it's like, it logically leads you through all the steps necessary for you to make make the next big like the next big discovery which completely changes how you see the world and there was this amazing moment where i had like i had my first discovery ages ago and then again what made me fall in love with the game was the second big discovery which was always there and it had been leading me up to like logically being like oh if you pay attention to this and now this then you're going to find this and i did that and i came into the office the next day and i was like matt I went back and then I noticed like that there was this thing now that wasn't there at the beginning of the game and didn't look like that. And Matt was like, yes, it did. Like you just see everything different now because you've seen something. And like talking about this, you guys are probably like, oh my gosh, this sounds so pretentious. Like, oh no, I can see things I never thought I could see before. But like, that's what that game does to you. And if you pay attention to everything it's given you, like that's the experience you will have. It's the fact also that it does it like wordlessly mm. just naturally over the course of maybe two dozen hours that you find your your own like way of thinking involves as you play that game yes until you are literally seeing the world in a different light mm -hmm. um and it's that it's that dawning realization that holy crap like there's yeah. all this stuff and, and then it, and there's and, and i'm different. really excited for you to keep playing it because i know that there's other stuff as well not not 
quite as revelatory. It's more building upon what you've already done now, but it just, yeah. it, it's kind of like how deep does the rabbit hole go? Yeah, completely. And I'm hooked. And I would say like to people who like, there's probably a lot of people out there who like me, like I'm not really into my logic and my puzzles. Like Matt's a big maths man on OPM. So like he's into logic puzzles and stuff, but I'm kind of like slightly more interested in just seeing patterns and things and secrets and stuff. And I would say like there's so much in that game um, revolving around that, that even if you're not really into logic puzzles, it's worth kind of allowing yourself yeah, the, to be taught because it teaches you so well. The trouble is, like, initially, and certainly with, like, talking about witness conversations around time of launch, you yeah. had to be quite reductive in the language you used about that game for yeah. fear of spoilers. Yeah. So, so you are kind of just limited to saying, oh, yeah, there are these electronic maze panels and yeah. you trace a line through them and that's pretty much all there is. And it's not all there is. Yeah. But you can't elaborate on what else there is completely without blowing it without blowing that like 20 exactly. 30 hour learning curve that is necessary to actually appreciate what's yeah. going on because i am not a witness convert no. in the office and <laughs> but, I, but I, I when you when you told me that you absolutely weren't gonna play it whatsoever i gave you a little 10 minute crash course on some of the stuff that's in that game yeah. some of the stuff that jen hasn't seen yet as well and, I, and yeah. I, you you just kind of sat there I kind of just like, <laughs> wide eyed like wow okay and I I, I I kind of like I slightly I agree with you and I sort of disagree with you at the same time like I do think the game is quite pretentious but I don't think that's a bad thing like I think that it's quite cool that you have a very pretentious high-minded yeah th no that's like, exactly what i'm saying that. i don't think uh, yeah. like I, I thought it was pretentious but it's actually not like I, I mean it's just that I, there's a high like entry point and at first i was like i don't know how to feel about that kind of like maybe a little bit of elitism but the thing oh, is I is mean, that it's about like earning it and you i see I, I completely disagree i think like the game really like especially early on because when i when i played it and we sat down i i got to the end did i get the first laser i think or maybe yes yeah. yeah i think you did and you, you sat down and you said how did you work that out and i was like oh i did this you're like okay so you sort of went about it the wrong way but still got the right result but i felt like the game like it asks so much it demands so much of you and i'm like if you if you're willing to put that in and like clearly <laughs> you guys have then you get so much out of it but and i think like it's fine for it to do that but i mean it definitely has such a high level i just think of... it's so important for it to do that like not just the fine i think video games should ask more of people and i think that's exactly what it does and like like you said about the wordlessness like that island is so silent to the point where i find it quite creepy still like it kind of just trusts it's it's kind of like trusting and also kind of just sort of patiently waits for you to figure it out and like everything's there and i think it's so important that more video games do that because like th that whole game and there's something you can find in the game that i found early on which kind of like that it's um it's a guy kind of talking about how everyone has the potential in them if they're taught kind of correctly and slowly and patiently to kind of go from literally no knowledge to like landing people on the moon like and and that game's kind of like that sort of like ideology in 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 microcosm like it's it's amazing to go through that like process of evolution like for a game to do that is like remarkable but i, w I would say like it's it's out and people might have forgotten about it but like i went back to it and it's amazing and even if you're not really a big like sudoku fan like i haven't finished a sudoku in my life can't do it but like i am in love with the witness so like go back if you're kind of a person like me who just kind of likes to see patterns and things like creatively and it's a good one to revisit for the summer as well lovely summer oh, it's so beautiful around. it's lovely it's just to be on that island God, yeah. i wish i could forget it working <laughs> in this office means every two months it's back in rotation <laughs> in the conversations um, <laughs> Ben, something a little bit more up to date, perhaps, with what you're playing. 
slightly more up to date. Uh, Doom. <gasps> oh. Yeah, I went back. Um, I've kind of I had a bit of time off over the past sort of few days. Uh, I was away last week because I went to Centre Parks, which oh. was lovely, and I played Virtual Tennis World Tour, which is still the Vita's best game. <laughs> don't don't reply. Um, but uh, yeah, so uh, I had a few days off from the office, and I had three games uh, I needed to play. Uh, one was Dark Souls Three, which I've played an hour of, and. Is fine. I want to get into it properly. That's my copy as well. And I'm like, come on, come on. It's fine. It's fine. I'm like, come on, Ben. Once I get into it, I'm sure like it will open up. But I, I did the first hour. I was like, yeah, okay. I, I want to like, I want to have like a proper sort of sit down week, like properly marathon. It's it. the sort of game where you have to like, I definitely need to be playing it for a few hours to like get in the groove again. Yeah. It's quite tricky. That's why I really like Doom. I've done a, a few extra levels, so I'm about four or five missions in now. But they're so big that when you sit down. And you actually like go for a map. You start hunting out secrets. You start coming up to fights, which is like that game is the, so fluid. Mm. Once you get into a fight, and you're quickly transitioning from like I'm not exploring anymore. I'm shooting like massive demons, and then at the end of it, I can be like, oh cool, I can put this down. I can move on to something else. Like it works purely as a just a real adrenaline experience and. It looks insanely pretty as well. I can't wait to get on the photo mode because oh, that's just. Yeah. Oh yeah, it looks pretty. Like, See, I've been playing the first mission, right? Because I downloaded the demo. You mean I... you don't? You don't get a little hot under the collar when you've got like one eyed demon staring oh, at you. Oh, it's not pretty. It's gross, but kind of awesome, like in the way. But um, oh, I've been loving it. It's a pretty great. It's a pretty game, but with gruesome visuals. Yeah. Like, I, I, I think it's a good-looking game. Um, it, 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 it weirds me out. Like, no, I love it, and I love the gore, but it's kind of like all the orange. Because you've only the... played the demo levels. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, that's kind of... It's really different once you get inside. Because oh. um, I think the demo level does... It's. I was talking to Dave Hooten, who's our, who's the Floors resident Doom evangelist, <laughs> and he uh, was sort of saying, like, the demo level is what most people thought modern Doom would be, push forward, have fun with it, but once you get in there, it's real old school. Like, mm. it's layers upon layers. Like, the level design is immaculate. Like, there's so many little secrets, there's so many little ways of discovering stuff. Um, God, it's so much fun. Like, easily the best, sh like, best first-person shooter I've played this year. So, so much fun with that. Really enjoying it. Cool. I've uh, I had a day off yesterday. I went back to Destiny. I've, yeah. I've been out of Destiny Woo for a long time, almost a year. The last time I played Destiny, bar a little Sparrow race at PlayStation Experience on the demo pods, was um, when I played through the Taken King on a non-live version of my account at Bungie. They imported my character over the, uh, when I went to the studio to play it for a feature about a year ago now in the mag. Uh, so I played through The Taken King and then it obviously came out, but none of that stuff was transferable to me. So I had to kind of start it again. And I just moved on to other things. So I uh, installed it yesterday. I put a shout out on Twitter saying, should I do Destiny or should I restart The, uh, the Witcher 3? Um, but The Witcher 3 had about 35 gig of stuff to download and Destiny only had 2 gig of stuff to download. So kind of my Simple internet one out. Uh, decided that for us. Um, and yeah, I've just done the first few missions of Taken King. It's, it's really good diving back into that game. It's amazing how much has changed in that year. Like even though I played through Taken King um, and like knew everything that happened and knew all the systems that they introduced for year two, since I've been away, more and more stuff has been laid. I mean, I've not been in it since they introduced Silver. 
and all the stuff around yeah, that. Yeah, so there's tons of stuff. And it, it's really exciting diving back in and, and just getting, you know, familiar again with all that combat. It also sucks that I'm just looking at all my favourite weapons and just thinking, well, that's kind of They're useless. irrelevant now. <laughs> fate, fate bring it to us. Yeah. Sling that over the side of the town. Garbage. Uh, so, so that's a bit of a heartbreaking thing. I've got to pop a couple of um, year two exotics, I think. I need the gear, first of all, to be able to do so. But I definitely need Hawk Moon out yeah. because that was a, a go-to before I got my fate bringer. I've got Hawk um, Moon. Oh, yeah. Hand right, cannons. Jen. uh, <laughs> See, Jen's like lording it over me. It's like, oh, I'm level 300. It's like she didn't even know what the loot cave was until last week. Oh, and my it. like little eyes were like saucers. Matt was like, you ever heard of the loot cave like year one? I was like, no. He was like, this literal cave. You could just farm exotics and like legendaries forever. Just like loads of legendary engrams. Oh. I don't think exotics are really oh, no, popping like regularly. Oh, my so. favourite, like, so many purple engrams. What I love about Jen being so into Destiny now is I still remember the conversation last year of like her in the office going, Hmm, I might get Destiny. I'm not sure. What do you think? And then, like a week later, becoming the most ardent <laughs> Destiny yeah, fan. Yeah, yeah. And, and like, it really bums me out that I've been away for so long because I, I remember saying to you, Jen, I was probably part of the reason why you got into it. I was mm. like, you've got to play Destiny. Mm. It's amazing. Play it. Play it. We'll play together. Like, just do it. Do it. Yeah, and, you were like, we'll do raids. We'll do raids. And I, I just <laughs> didn't get back into it. Um, so now I'm getting back into that. I I don't really know if I can really talk about this other game. Um, so I'm going to talk about it very briefly. It's out imminently. It's I Am Setsuna, which is a JRPG, which is out in Japan, has been for ages. I literally downloaded it like yesterday afternoon, late yesterday afternoon, um, beginning my review. And holy crap, I'm having an amazing time with it so far. It's very basic, very simple um, JRPG of a SNES mold. Like if you imagine there was... A, I don't even want to say like 6.5 because it doesn't feel like it's doing quite as much as Final Fantasy VI did, but definitely Final Fantasy VII in terms of visuals, um, but in a more basic looking world. Uh, and in terms of systems, it really reminds me of the first Final Fantasy, in fact, like really stripped back. It feels like someone's cast haste on that JRPG just because you don't really have any of the grinding that you normally associate with JRPGs. Um, you know, the modern era or even back on PS1 days, to be honest. And it's just lovely. And just piano-only score, which is just scorched into my mind already. It's great. It's super early, though, so I can't talk too much about it. I'm probably trampling over embargoes. So sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry Square. Um, but so far, so good. And, and, you know, if you want to read up on it, uh, it is out in Japan. It has been for a little while. So you can definitely check out what's happening there, but they'll be reviewing our next We've issue. had a few previews in the mag as well. We've done well. previews, mm. yeah. I, I, I don't know if I've played much beyond, probably a little bit beyond what preview code consisted of. But so far, so good. I'm really, really having a good time with that. Um, forget about next issue, though. Let's talk about this issue, because yeah. this week, uh, back on Tuesday, uh, we released the annual, the fifth annual, in fact, uh, Hot 50 Special, which is, once again, same as last year, a twin mag edition of Official PlayStation. Uh, you get one um, copy of Official PlayStation, as you always do, the regular size, but you also get a 68-page E3 2016 award special. It's so pretty. Lots and lots <laughs> and lots of lovely games featured in there. Tons of stuff. Jen was our resident expert on the floor at E3, 
she wants to claim all the glory for this. In actual <laughs> fact, Jen wrote sod all this. I basically <laughs> ate donuts and off the wall. Looked some looked at some games. Got Je had rabies a brilliant from donuts. Off got the wall. rabies from donuts off the wall. Jen Jen, to be fair, wrote some stuff this issue. <laughs> like she wrote the Horizon preview and a couple of others, and she wrote an absolutely excellent opinion piece on what it's like to be at E3 versus watching it on on your computer at home. Crazy is um, the answer. I mean, really, like I, I reviewed mean, Overwatch. Oh, but... you reviewed Overwatch. Yeah, <laughs> that that was that the... was that was real difficult. That you know, was many having, moons ago. Having to play thirty hours of a game yeah. that I'm in love with, it was uh, it was tough going, guys. Oh, but, yeah. but yeah, basically, the headline at this issue is the Hot Fifty. Um, and also our news. So, so it was really awkward for me when I was putting together the Hot 50. I was kind of faced with this situation where there were too many games to go into it, first of all. I was like, well, we've got PSVR, which is, is kind of its own separate beast. If we start putting PSVR games in the Hot 50, that's like half the Hot 50 yeah. gone. And it's like, well, should we do that? And I kind of grappled with that for a while because PSVR is like the. If you talk about news stories, PlayStation in 2016, PSVR is the biggest single news story. Um, but I thought, you know what? We'll we'll just keep it aside, and we're going to do something special for PSVR in a couple of months' time. So a little bit before launch on the 27th of September, we'll have a, a PSVR launch special, mm -hmm. and you'll get lots and lots and lots and lots of lovely PSVR stuff in that issue. But I thought, no, we'll keep the VR games out, or the VR exclusive games out of the Hot 50, just to properly qualify that because resi's in there resi's got to be in there um and then i also kind of made the hard decision we'll keep remakes out so skyrim was announced obviously final fantasy 12 is coming back on ps4 crash uh, got the crash bandicoot crash remasters, which by the way for people asking why it's not in the hot 50 well a we're not having we literally saw the remasters, title but b like <laughs> There's not even a piece of artwork yet. They There's not a yes. screenshot. I'm not saying that there isn't a Vicarious Visions where it's being made, but we have not seen anything of this game. No. At least we saw like a trailer of Shenmue last year. Uh, so, <laughs> Crash was just like, so that's by the why. way. The second that we get to do something on Crash, don't worry. It will be on the cover of OPM. It will be the main thing on the cover. Yes, yes, we yes, will be yes, doing yes, that. Yes, It'll be just... a 200 issue page special. <laughs> yeah. Just, like, literally, we can't do that right now because we've seen nothing. As soon as we it. can, we just we know will. that it exists. <laughs> um, so remakes were kept out. VR games were kept out. And still, it was like ridiculous yeah. hard to, to cram everything it's into insanity. that. Insanity. Um, so there are so many great games. We, we absolutely don't have time to cover them all on the podcast because we will be recording all day long um let's just pick one for each okay. from the hot 50 uh and oh talk about them briefly <laughs> that's hard <laughs> i i spoke i think we you spoke a lot of watchdogs 2 last issue i spoke a lot of spider-man so i'm gonna go for me on the podcast on the yeah, podcast, podcast. Those in the last yeah. so i'm gonna go for something those. very different and probably not that surprising to anybody who's ever met me and i'm gonna go fifa 17 Ooh. mainly for just how insane the journey is and how it proved me right last year in my first by the journey opium. you mean the new story so mode. the new story mode um it's mad it's <laughs> it's beautiful madness uh i cannot believe that I'm actually going to sit down and play a Rocky-esque story in FIFA. But I also, and as I argued in my column, uh, my the first thing I ever wrote for OPM uh, last year, that, you know, it's what they needed to do. They needed to give us something that wasn't just the same career mode year in, year out, where you burn yourself out just playing the same sort of 
you take a team, you take them to the top, and then it's over. Because I always find when I'm playing it, I'm creating my own story within that. I'm taking a team of ragtag losers and then yanking them up to the top. So to actually have a story and to see what they've shown us so far, you know, you've got Mass Effect dialogue options, you've got... Bioware are actually involved in that, aren't they? They're, well, they're consulting with them. Yeah, it's, I think they're working with Bioware to make sure, like, they've said, like, in our interview, uh, he said, like, they'd actually spoken to Bioware to see how to implement it in the game. The fact it's on Frostbite is great for the actual FIFA itself. But And I've also just been playing through NBA's The Journey, which, if they can manage to, like, sort of take that structure without the incredibly awful dialogue, then it will be something very <laughs> special. Um, but yeah, no, I, I got, I, I was really, really excited by that. And I think it's the sort of step into the unknown that FIFA's needed for uh, a little while. Yeah, I wonder, I wonder how far they'd go, right? Because they've got like, um, like real footballers like the Sism voices in even, right? So Harry Kane? Uh, they've only confirmed Harry Kane so okay. far. Yeah, but it should be interesting to see what, like how they're going to... Uh, like, imagine madness. his performance at the Euros... <laughs> <laughs> His acting is apparently worse than that. Scorched earth. Uh, we, we saw we saw performance. And it looked along the lines of... So there was a news footage thing saying oh, he has okay. signed for here. And mm. he was doing an interview. Well, yeah, I'm very happy to sign for the team I'm now playing for. In the classic, you don't know who they're going to sign for. I wonder, why, I wonder why. I guess it would be like too complex, would it? To have a character that, where you can make yourself. Because I like feel like... I don't know if it's like a narcissistic thing. I don't know. I feel like if you play FIFA, like all, all, the ultimate fantasy, surely, for loads of people is to be like, well, I want to be that footballer. They've already, they've already done that with be a pro mode. So right. you never had like the storylines or anything alongside. Yeah. But imagine that. if you could like see yourself in the fake well, news program, like yeah. Ben Tyra scrapping his way up the Premier League. You, you say this. Would you not want that? Oh, I, I've seen it in NBA 2K16. <laughs> so in that, like... It's but then you have to be the called same... frequency vibration. Well, this is the weird thing. Like you're always the same. It's always the same actor. It's always the same voices. But you customize his look. Right. Okay. So because I'm, I like I made him look like myself. He now looks like a monstrosity <laughs> that lumbers onto the basketball court. When he smiles, it's like the gates of hell are opening wide <laughs> open. It doesn't look natural. Oh no. So so he, there's this real weird disconnect. It makes yeah. it a lot funnier. But again, I think they've actually like they've learnt the lesson from that. It's like. If you're gonna, if you're going to have a single character, don't call him frequency vibrations. Yeah. Because even in that, it says like Ben Timer's lining up, and then it like randomly calls you freak again. <laughs> you can change the name, but it never decides what it wants oh, to be called. Surely they can do that though, where you can like pick a voice option and like. Oh. Yeah, I think. Come like, on, like Fallout have done it right with yeah, Codsworth. Uh, like... This is definitely like I think this will definitely be a stepping off point for mm. them. Seeing if it works, seeing if it doesn't, and if it does, then in later years they'll be able to like push it in different directions yeah so. so in the issue we've got a couple of pages with ben's hands-on first ever hands-on impressions of fifa 17 yeah. a bit of dev interview in there it's also got a separate thing in the awards issue as well so lots of fifa loveliness in the mag if you want to read more jen pick one game from the hot 50 i'm guessing it's going to be number two in the hot it 50. is going to be number two in the hot 50 which is horizon zero dawn which i actually got to play at e3 um which sort of took me by surprise i kind so of like got your hands-on words this oh. issue we've got lots of screens and art in the awards mag as well yeah. this month we're going to have even more if you flick to the end of this issue you'll see next month pages horizon uh we've got even more horizon hands-on greatness yes. coming next issue as well which jen's already written and i've read it i've checked it and it's all signed off ready to print uh, and that's excellent as well but there's still plenty this month 
Oh yeah, there's so much this month because I kind of like got back to, uh, you know, where I was staying at E3 and like sat down and just like it all just came out on the page because I was so so excited to go hands on with this game. I like I did I couldn't even really believe it was happening. We've seen so much of it and I've never really got to go hands on with it myself. Um, but so so it was kind of extra surreal that playing it was exactly like everything you've seen like and I'll, I'll try and explain but it's like when you're seeing those kind of like demos in like and we've seen a lot of like gameplay demos with the thunder jaw and just like um alloy like running around like taking down corrupted machines and stuff and as fluid and as kind of like simple as an inch and intuitive as it looks in the demos and kind of and, and 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 gripping that's exactly what it's like to play and it like it doesn't feel complicated it like everything feels natural like using a bow i think is a big part of that like it can't be overestimated like or over explained like how how kind of involving it is to to use a bow like instead of something yeah. like a gun like it feels so much more like you're there and so much more organic which is the whole point of that game right? i mean the thing people need to remember about demos is when they see a demo at e3 uh, or whenever trailer goes up online that's gameplay demo um that is or you know if it's produced by by the studio that is a demo that would have been uh not only just like focus tested but they would have sat down they would have planned the demo what's this demo going to be how long is it going to last where is it going to be set what slice of action is it going to feature mm. they will then like even if it is a pure gameplay demo with no special camera trickery, no filters, just here is a straight up chunk, um, say the E3 demo of Horizon last year that they played live at the show and you saw that at the conference, they would have had that guy practicing that demo for weeks. Mm. He would have played the same bit over and over and over again. Every slight minute adjustment of that um, right thumbstick, right analog stick to, you know, move the camera left, move the camera right, make sure that the thunder jaw or something else was in view at exactly the right time for the sound effect. That is something that is practiced, just like a tennis player practices in the courts for weeks and weeks before Wimbledon. Like, they have guys at the studio yeah. practicing those demos. So when you see that, that is the result of, in some cases, months of planning. Yeah. Every single movement is, you know, perfect. Yeah. So typically, when you then let uh, a kind of either hungover or very sleep deprived games journalist loose on a demo pod the next day mm. who has never played this game before doesn't know what the buttons are there'll be a little picture on the front of the screen saying oh here's what all the buttons are and typically games use every button on the controller nowadays so you're like uh okay shoot is r2 it always is jump is x whatever uh, and then you just kind of muddle your way through yeah. the rest of it if you were to record that gameplay footage and put it up <laughs> It, well, my mind goes to a certain Doom like video that was doing the rounds a few months ago by a certain outlet. Like it can be very bad. messy. It can look <laughs> awkward. It can look like the person playing doesn't know what they're doing. And to be honest, for the first few minutes, the person playing probably doesn't know what they're doing. And that, like, you, you're always thinking, oh, what about that beautiful thing we just saw? Mm. And that is possible, mm. but you kind of need to know the game. But the second you got into the mm. horizon, mm -hmm. it felt like you could have recorded it and yeah. you could have put it it's up amazing. on the It's amazing. Like, I'm serious. And it's not like I wasn't get, getting hit by the giant mechanical crabs, but it was like the, the fluidity. That's the best line. We are the use of that line in the mouth. Because I was getting hit by the giant mechanical crabs and it hurt and it was, it was very scary and they kind of come at you and I didn't realise they could move so fast for something so big. Like, it was fantastic. But 
like just the most like the moment to moment animation like it's it's so evident when you're playing that game that like it just feels like you are like alloy like it's insane like this and I don't know like are you all right there Jen? no <laughs> it's crazy it's like like you say how you know people practice for ages to kind of move the camera and then the thunder drill comes along and then there's a big sound effect and like but I was having like those moments just kind of like unintentionally in the demo where because the gameplay is just built around that like we let loose in the sandbox and there's all this kind of long sort of uncharted forest grass that you're obviously supposed to sneak through and you understand that so I kind of just you know extra jump square to it was like square to crouch so I was just like crouching um sneaking through the grass kind of going up this incline and then just as I like sneak up the incline through this grass like i like the world like opens out in front of me there's these huge mountains in the distance and these giant enemy crabs mechanical ones and the, and I historically and I, accurate and I had no I, I hadn't really seen those before mm. so it's like this big moment there's like a, a pack of sort of like three of them like slightly slightly apart from each other and it was just like cresting that hill and like that huge beautiful vista and I was like wow and this and the sandbox we were in was only small and it felt big um, so I can only imagine what it's going to be like being let loose in that whole world and just having those things where it's like I mean, not to be cheesy, but it's like, what's over this horizon? It's like something completely different. And, and like, she can slide. That's the great thing. Like, so you're like sprint. So I was like sprinting towards these crabs because I was like, oh, I've got to get over here. And you like hit the crouch while you're running and you'll like slide along. And she's like so fluid. Everything about her feels so human. Um, I think in like direct contrast to like all these like crazy big robo dinosaurs around like she'll kind of like pant and she's like flushed and her hair like moves incredibly and like her her clothes and she feels kind of like bulky and strong and you know she'll dash behind cover and every everything is just sort of like your will is like being done on the screen in front of you it's incredible and um and 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 just the way it's designed like certain components on like certain animals like the grazers for instance they have these big canisters on their back and they're kind of full of glowing green liquid so you kind of know that they're important and they're a, they're a target right um and then you can kind of pull back your bow and uh, click in r3 and you'll go into like a slow-mo mode um so you know um time will slow down and kind of your zoom your like scope and your reticule become even more zoomed in um, and you can sort of pick off stuff and then you'll snap back to reality and uh, not to quote Eminem accidentally but like um, then you'll, you'll kind of like dash out of the way as they sort of run towards you or whatever and it's, it's just breathless it's just breathless action like and it's 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 very difficult to describe um, something that that feels that way and the last time I had something like that was with Street Fighter 5 where it's like you'll you'll understand best when you play it but I have uh, done my darndest to sort of uh, try and tell you how it does feel uh, in this mag and the next one coming um, and but there's just lots of little little moments that really make you feel like you're you're there in that world in that game and it feels like a fully realized world already even the little snippet I've seen um, everything just sort of makes an odd kind of uh, post post apocalypse robo dino sense uh, which is magical like the ability to for, to um, make fantasy just feel like something you are completely just wired into immediately. Mm. It's amazing. <laughs> so we've got, like, rest assured listeners, we've got lots more of Horizon, you know, this issue, next issue, but all the way up to launch 
uh, in March next year here in the UK. 3rd of March it comes out in the UK, um, 2017. Uh, for me, we talked about Resi last podcast, don't we? I, I just yeah. want to keep talking about Resident Evil, to be honest. That's um, every day in the Ryan, office. So. Found anything yeah, else Ryan. in the demo? No, I didn't even realise there was a whole other bit in the demo no, that I right. hadn't Jen didn't explored. even know about the attic. <laughs> which was, which was surprising, because even I, like... Yeah, I, even what, I managed to find da- it. In, in VR, I did, like, yeah, the bottom layer, and then... I, to uh, be fair, I would not want to go into that attic ooh, in VR. I, and then I re-downloaded at home, and I went upstairs this time, which, yeah. like, terrified me enough. Um, but, yeah, apparently, like, the fuse box in the telly room, right? You've got to find yes, the fuse yeah. to put in that. And I did... I was always like, oh, there's quite an obvious yeah, yeah. missing fuse there, but... I thought, to be honest, I thought there was, there'd be more hidden things in the demo than there are at this point. Mm-hmm. Things might change in September, mm. um, which you'll re- re- be able to read about next issue. <laughs> <laughs> secret, um, secret. Uh, so yeah, Hot 50 is absolutely, it's, it's easily the best Hot 50 we've ever run. It's like jam-packed with stuff. Like we it kicks spoiled. off with Rise of the Tomb Raider. It goes all the way through to God of War, which is our number one this issue. The God of War, it's not a reboot. It's like a reimagination of God of War. Um, it's astonishing and we've got a great great piece uh, about the game in this issue that I encourage you all to just sit down and pour over Um, I'm going to speak very briefly about a game called Titanfall which ironically Mm. is the one game that both of you two have played here and I have not (laughs) Yes, or Titanfall 2 that is because you were both at EA Play was it EA Play? separate parts of the world Ben was over in London uh, Jen was over in LA and they were both Titanfalling at the same time. It was a, um, it was so good that I had had my Fitbit nicked, and I still enjoyed that game. <laughs> there you go. Despite, you despite were still on fact. a high. Good. So that game is uh, on our cover this month. Whether you're a subscriber or whether you're buying uh, OPM off the the shelf in the shops, uh, Titanfall Two is the main image. I mean, the cover is a big montage of massive game names. You've got Days Gone and God of War, Crash Bandicoot's on there, Resi, Spider Man, Star Wars. I'm doing this all from memory, <laughs> by the way. I don't have yeah, no, in front we can of attest. He's actually not looking. Um, but yeah, Titanfall. There's something extra special about it. It feels like one that we really wanted to celebrate, given that the first game was a great, great game, but we just never got it on PlayStation. Nope. I did play it. I played it um, on Xbox, and it. It was a hell of a lot of fun. And I was always sad that it never came to PlayStation. And it, I think it took them by surprise that it never came to PlayStation. It did. Uh, so it's on the cover <laughs> this month. We've got four pages split across like the mag and the awards issue. Just so you know, if you want more Titanfall stuff, like we've got our hands-on impressions of, of you know the, the game in this issue. This issue, just to put it in context, was written and sent to printers the week of E3. So it, we have got all of the E3 Ooh, games in it. Yes. But it was written at, like, Jen was filing stuff at 4am in the morning. I was. No word of a lie. Yep. That Horizon piece came in at 4, I think, on, <laughs> on the Wednesday. Thanks for that, Jen. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. So, so like, we've, we've got everything from E3 in this issue, but we're going to have a lot more from, like, our hands-on, our interviews and all that stuff in the coming months as well. They're just literally... Not, 184 pages was not enough to even no begin no going into the depth that we wanted to for all of these games, especially when you're featuring 50. Uh, so next issue, just to flag up, if you want more time for two stuff, we do have six more pages coming up in the issue that's out 2nd of August, uh, which is our interview with Vincent Sampella, who is the guy who made Respawn Entertainment. He helped co-found in Infinity Ward, obviously the developers behind Call of Duty 1, 2, Modern Warfare. Um, and before that, he worked on Medal of Honor Allied Assault at 1215 Inc., I think, with EA. So, what a game. <laughs> like, one of the most influential men in the entire shooter genre. 
Uh, we've got six pages with him and a couple of his uh, dead friends as well. Talking yeah. about Titanfall, cool things about how they were influenced by Street Fighter and all this stuff. Yeah, that was but, nuts. <laughs> we're not going to get into that now. There's, there's, you know, another podcast in a month that we can dive deeper into that. Um, but it's a great game. That's why it's on the Hot 50 cover this month. Um, and there's lots more of that coming soon as well. Um, and that's it for this issue. Other than if you haven't got it yet, go get it because it is, you know, if you only buy one issue a year, make sure it's the Hot 50. If you have got it, I really hope you're enjoying it. We all didn't sleep that week to make no. it. Uh, no, let, no, no. let us know what you do like. Let us know what you don't like. Let us know if you agree with our Hot 50, if you massively disagree, if you think my justification for leaving VR or remakes or Death <laughs> Stranding out because that wasn't there. It was just a CG trailer. If you think that's woolly and that should have gone in the Hot 50, let me know. We want your feedback, good and bad. Um I really, really want to talk about the next issue with you. I absolutely cannot. <laughs> I yeah. totally We're cannot. We're making it now. We're sitting but on a lot of things. In a couple of days, I'm hopping on a plane. I'm going somewhere to see something. Where could uh, it be? Very, you know, very short trip, but very exciting. It's it's going to be a real special one. Um, we will not be able to discuss it for at least a month. Um, <laughs> but the 2nd of August, um, mark it on your calendar because when that issue drops, I think it's going to be pretty tasty. Yeah. Um, it is a very good Umbrella Corps review I did. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, dear. Oh, Umbrella Corps. Uh, Sorry, guys. <laughs> let's uh, let's uh, wrap up the podcast with a couple of questions. Yes. So, as ever, we have a few reader questions. And the first one is from Andy Pandy on Twitter. And he says uh, Have a guess at the price of the PS4 Neo and the size of the hard drive. Let's what? not guess. Let's, have a guess. Like, I mean,. So, I mean, Andrew House has confirmed that PS4 Neo slash PS4K is a thing that they are working on, but like we don't we don't know. Yet. I mean, I we tried really to I know. tried to have a guess at VR, and they like completely blew me out of the water. Like, I th- I thought, oh, really? It can't be less than something like oh, like maybe they'll give us for like four hundred and fifty quid, right? Mm. Like, I mean, that's a lot of expensive tech, and then price came out and then I was like well <laughs> like <laughs> surprise me like who knows what they're able to do like they seem to be able to sort of wangle price points and stuff and, mm. and they want to get consoles in people's hands so like I think we could be surprised like I think the problem with PS 4.5 is the only official thing we've seen is an interview Andrew House did with the Financial Times confirming it and that's it everything else is leaks speculation so we don't know what the console is just yet and until we do, then we won't know. Well, we know it's of... like a 4K console, right? But do we? Because the only thing he said is that it exists and it will be coming at some point. Like, he hasn't really gone... Unless there's it's no like maybe... real detail from Andrew House. Yeah. Like, almost certainly will be 4K, but that's only going off rumoured and leaks from design docs given to devs. So mm. that's why it's still a very... Well, um, rest assured, when news does break from Sony about what it is, what it can do, we will talk about it and talk about it at length. But it's probably just not, it's a little bit too early to be speculating about how much it would be and mm. what it will feature. Yeah. So, £500 from me. <laughs> uh, so, our next question, which I can check out for, which is great, is Chief Games at Andy Rosks asks Do you think there's room for more Destiny Division type games, or has the prevalence of Destiny slash failure of the Division booked the trend? So, I thought you wanted to talk about kind of you're I not mean, sure like, about whether you'd call the division a failure i mean i don't think the division is a failure certainly it, not by ubisoft sales standards no exactly like the thing like obviously that game was d- designed to sell copies and it's yeah. their like what biggest selling ip yeah, of the it's, year? it's not like warcraft where it's monthly the biggest subs selling are, IP of the year so far are, yeah. 
you know, monthly sub for Warcraft are a big thing. It's not like the division operates on a sub basis. It's copies sold, copies sold. Like for Ubisoft, they are jumping around their studio. I'm sure. Although I'm sure at the same time the drop-offs and and the player numbers are of concern, and they want to rectify that with DRC. Um, I don't know. Like I, I expected in the wake of Destiny, more games of that ilk to be coming along. I think um, it takes a lot. A lot of an investment not just initially but also support after to keep those types of games running yeah mmos um, are crazy so it's not something that any studio can enter lightly i think we're starting to just find the sweet spot about what works and what doesn't with destiny with division and i think we're going to see kind of those ideas blended with more kind of standard games as well we're seeing more and more just regular games have online functions and and things that destiny have that has done bleeding into other games yeah. that you wouldn't ever consider being destiny yes yeah well like watchdogs 2 right like that's looking like it's kind of like integrated stuff that's carried over from the first game and like it's much more focused on kind of like you as a character and customizing and stuff like that like yeah i think you're right there's gonna be a huge like crossover between the two but as far as another big mmo soon like i can't see it I think, yeah, I mean, the thing is as well, you look at Destiny and it's made by what arguably was uh, one of the premier studios. I mean, Bungie's reputation obviously preceded them with some series that I've obviously never heard of. Um, but you we know, can say Halo. Halo was a great series. Like Halo, Halo birthed the modern shooter. Let's not yeah. pretend it didn't. Like the no, I, two I, weapon I system, off hand grenades, all that stuff. Like I, they... I wish I was being a fanboy here. I'm not. I, I've never really gone with Halo. I've I've always found it a bit dull. But I, I, again, like I, I completely uh, agree with what you're saying though. In terms of without Halo, the th- original Halo and Xbox mm. first person shooters wouldn't be where they are today. We'd still be carrying ten weapons around with us in every game. Uh, Ironically, I know that Destiny you can carry a tank. Like, <laughs> in terms of just pressing a button to like to switch, you know, yeah, we're yeah. talking about Half-Life style wheels out, or yeah. like yeah. keypad numbers to do. Even it. like just cycling through on RB, just like that one, not that one, not that one. Oh, so Bioshock yeah, I mean, style. That's why. That's why. Like just to Bioshock but, collections out. Oh my gosh, it's gonna come out. But, but um, yeah. sorry, yeah, just to finish the point I was making, like the like Activision did a deal with Bungie to basically say this is what you're doing for the next ten years. Mm-hmm. It was such a massive project and I don't read like there's very very few studios who would both have the resources and have the money to like make it happen and like Ubi's Ubi's one of them and the only other person I could see doing something like that is EA but again that's that rampant. EA person that one <laughs> that, that man in a oh, Mr. EA Mr. EA McEA the, the amount of resources to take something like that off is ridiculous and I don't ever think there has been a failure in that type of game but certainly like even the marketing budget to completely blanket you know to make sure that the only thing people are talking about in the way that in the run up to the division like it did dominate news mm-hmm. cycles mm-hmm. for a good a good month before and a good month after um, so yeah sorry for rambling so so you went from I can sit this one out to actually answering the question <laughs> well <laughs> good job <laughs> what can I say I have then. many opinions um, <laughs> and our final question is from uh, Kent uh, Kernazicki sorry if I've mangled your surname uh, it's from Facebook and it's why did you lie to us about MGS5 why did you get our hopes up only for them to be crippled by an unfinished game um, so I disagree with that very strongly um obviously me and jen weren't working on opm at the time mgs5 came out but i've played about put 20 to 30 hours in and the arguments from what i've heard about it being unfinished to me are just like even if the story 
doesn't wrap itself up neatly. Mm. Like that is one of the most complete open world experiences yeah. on PS4. I've only, I've only, I spent 20 to 30 hours purely in Afghanistan. That's how far I got because I had so much fun experimenting with that game. Like, this is a game where you can find a recording of a man having uh, bowel problems and hide in a toilet, play it, and the guards will ignore you or walk away because of the fact you're like, they can hear that. I mean, the level of detail in this game. I love how that's the example you've gone for. <laughs> I mean, like this is classic. You <laughs> always thinking about the toilet. Um, it's one of the most playful, inventive games I think I've ever played. Um, you know, we we did a massive review at the end of which, we, or at the start of which, because our scores go at the start. We didn't put a score on it. We put a question mark and said we're not going to score it until next mm. issue until we're sure. While everyone else was rushing out to get scores, we. Um, we had a lot of time with that game. We spent days, uh, well, a couple of days for that review in that game. And because we didn't get to the end of the second chapter, we were like, look, we're not ready to stick a score on this. Mm. Um, so we, we absolutely spelled out everything very clearly. And then the follow-up issue, we went even deeper. I think from a story, if you talk about from a story perspective and from a long-term fan wanting Metal Gear 5 to wrap up the entire saga story, Yes, like there is disappointment to be had there because it doesn't do that, um, and that's something that we said uh, in in our kind of follow up review where we did stick the score on it. Um, but that's one tiny part of a wider game that is the most astonishing thing that you can play on PS4. I think to this day, like the amount of hours you can spend in that game, losing yourself to like a suite of systems that just feel ridiculously fun uh, to toy with it's a total masterpiece and it's absolutely a 10 out of 10 game um and if you haven't yet subscribed to opm and you aren't sure and you haven't played um metal gear and you're thinking is it is it not is it a 10 is it as good as they say is it is it bad like did they lie subscribe and you get metal gear solid 5 for free yeah the pretty steel book Steelbook edition, like mm. the rare Steelbook edition. Um, I should just add to this, it is for UK subscribers only because we are official PlayStation Magazine UK. It's not that we don't love our uh, overseas readers. We love you so, so much. Thank you very much for picking up the mag. It's just contracts with Sony mean we are only a UK mag technically. And so like our subs deal is for UK readers. Um, yeah, just get the- it, get it for free. <laughs> Get one of only two games to get a 10 out of 10 on, like, only on PS4. By which I mean, Last of Us and GTA 5 got 10 out of 10s on PS4, but they were remakes of games that mm. got 10 out of 10s on mm. PS3. Mm. Metal Gear Solid 5 and Uncharted 4 are the only two fresh games tens. we've given fresh 10s to on PS4. Uh, and I am absolutely willing to bet that when you get that game, you sit down and you pour your life into it you two will also think it's 10 out of 10 apart from our one reader who asked the question yeah i yeah again like i remember the backlash against it and being bewildered at the time and like i again i haven't finished chapter two or chapter three and i'm sure there are like we've heard in the office people getting annoyed by it but it's like when you yeah, watch a movie yeah there are definitely they're like certainly story-wise and some of the stuff it pulls towards the end is like come on now <laughs> um but sort just, it out hideo 
overall is I would just, just say if you like um stealth sandboxes then um like definitely definitely pick up our hot 50 issue because Ghost Recon Wildlands is in there which is something we haven't talked about much um but that was like very MGS5 I thought when I was playing it but like more co-op focused you know what else is surprisingly MGS5 mm-hmm. and that is Sniper Elite 4 yeah no it is really I played that as well so. yeah that's incredible that's yeah. absolutely incredible and but yeah like a huge huge yeah. huge I mean Sniper Elite 3 was nowhere near like as broad but they're already starting to be more focused on like big open areas but and um, you know shooting people in the bollocks and i think that's a very good place <laughs> I shot, to end the podcast. i shot i shot a lot of people in the eye and it was amazing i kept getting people just in one eye it was incredible oh dear the dev came over and was kids. like You're savage i was like ha. and <laughs> um, one one final thing on this question just about metal gear 5 like we absolutely would never lie like in a review news whatever like the beauty of this industry the beauty of games is that Every game is different and everyone has a different opinion. And it is totally cool to disagree with people. Mm. Like, absolutely. Like me and Jen are like jumping for joy about Witness and like Ben here is rolling his eyes. Yeah. And some of you yeah. are just like, man, the Witness, I'm so done with that game. And that's cool. It's absolutely valid to have uh, negative thoughts about games, positive thoughts about games. Uh, it's just really a case of respecting everyone's thoughts about games. As a mag, we want to do our best to kind of steer you guys towards the games that we think you should be playing because we think it's good value for money for you. Or we think you'll get the most enjoyment out of it. Not every single reader will always agree with every game that we like and every game that we di- you know, dislike as well. And that's cool. And it's just being able to recognise that that is the case. Um, it would be super boring if everyone thought the same thing about every game. If all three of us thought exactly the same thing about every game, because we don't, we we disagree in the office. I like something that Jen doesn't. Jen likes something that Ben doesn't. Everyone hates stuff that Ben likes, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. That's why Ben plays all the Duff games. It's not at all. It's not at all. I'm winding him up. Um, but like that, that's the truth of it. If, if, if it was clear cut, if there was the right answer and the wrong answer for everything in all the games that were good, everyone thought were good, and all the games that were bad, everyone thought were bad. Uh, there'd like be one mag in existence, there'd be one website in existence, yeah. and that's the only thing. It'd be so boring, to. like end up like talking to all you guys on Twitter about like what we're playing and what we think of it. And imagine if we all thought debate, the same thing. That'd be so boring. Healthy, yeah. Like, to go back to the witness, I want to, like <laughs> uh, uh, at, the, <laughs> at the end of my review when I reviewed that, I was like, some people will totally disagree. Yep. I think I started by saying yep. the majority of people reading this review will not get on with this game. Mm. Be aware of that. Yeah. This is this is for the small subset of people who will. And at the end, it's like, look, it'll spark debate. Some people love it. Some people will, you know, absolutely detest it. Let's embrace that and yeah. let's like talk about what it does. And that applies not just to a game that may or may not be pretentious. That applies to every game. Like, let's. That's why we do podcasts. That's why we chat about things. Yeah. We we talk so much in the office about like what's hot, what's not, like what we're enjoying, why why you shouldn't be wasting your time on that game. Uh, we you know, try and get as much of that in, as, into the mag as possible as well. Um, and that's the truth of it. So, again, shout out to any readers if you agree with any of this stuff in the mag, if you disagree with it, uh, let us know. Cause Please come and fight we'll debate me. You. Come and fight me on Twitter about The Witness because I am ready. <laughs> oh this I mean, is dangerous. I'm already. I've, uh, yeah. I'm ready for y'all. Come on. Well, she's only had this practice from me at the train station. So every day, just being like, "No, mate, you are wrong." Yeah, it's shouting. Yeah, that no. is all our. That is all our commute. Uh, about and games. that is it for questions. I'm afraid that <laughs> yeah. was that final one went in so many different ways and tangents. I but, think 
worth at least four. That's it for this podcast. We'll be back in two months with another mini-sode. Unfortunately, we still won't be allowed to talk about our next cover game, or Secrets. <laughs> uh, we will guarantee no witness talk. Uh, you can't don't don't make promises. You no, I'm not. I'm not gonna <laughs> let. Jen, if we need to tape Jen to her desk upstairs and not bring her down, we will oh. do that. We won't talk about witness. I, and I would it be you. worth giving a quick shout out if anybody wants to come work for Team OPM? Uh, yeah, you better get a hurry. Uh, get yeah, get a wig on because I think the closing date is 14th of July. Um, our, you got the weekend. Yeah, our production <laughs> yeah. editor Andy is uh, sadly departing uh, for Total Film. Uh, he's going to move up, do more exciting things and work on a film mag and he loves his films. More exciting, more exciting things. More exciting I quotes. can't believe you've said uh, that. For, for him. <laughs> for him. No, like it's, it's a different role. He's stepping it is. up. It's it a is. higher role than the role that he's got currently. Uh, so we are looking for a new production editor on Team OPM. So you get to sit opposite Ben and diagonally opposite Jen and next to me be my right hand man or woman uh, and help bring the mag together. Um, production editor is very... Um, specialist role it is not and i underline it, it is not sitting down playing games all day writing about games these two lucky people or <laughs> one lucky person one unlucky person <laughs> have that job right now um it's, it's different so if anybody wants to come in and play some of the games i'm playing <laughs> by all means um but we are looking for a new product so uh, yeah, if you think you are the right person to join Team OPM and you want to get in on this podcasting action as well, um, make sure you apply. Go onto the Future Publishing Job website. I don't have the link to have. Yourfuturejob.com. God, look at that. Nice. Look at that. Consummate professional. He thinks that's going to get him a good game, but it ain't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and yeah, we'd love to hear from you. We want a covering letter and CV, please, for that. Uh, other than that, I say we're back in two weeks with the mini-sode, but E3 Hot 50 Twin mag special it's on shelves now make sure you get it if you haven't yet subscribed you get a free copy of metal gear solid 5 and you Steel get to book. tell me how right i am or you get to cuss me out for being a total jackass who does not speak a word of sense um, <laughs> it's actually i think yeah six months sub mm -hmm. is with your free metal gears is cheaper than buying that steel book alone yeah, yeah. So if, if well i know the there's metal gear solid 5, i know there's like a few of our readers who i like talk to quite a lot on twitter and they're they're going out and bless them you're buying the mag every single month awesome but like you can literally get it cheaper oh, in yeah, a free yeah. game oh, yeah. that's, the other, that's the other thing so not only is that six months of the mag and metal gear cheaper than buying that edition of metal gear on its own but it's also cheaper than just buying the mag every month yeah. like you, you do save a bundle by by subscribing um so save yourself some money yes yeah. We need to. <laughs> Cause, cause, Ooh, uh, political. Because the sterling's tanking. <laughs> and with that, we, uh, we're We're ended. out, boom. <laughs> um, but thank you very much for listening to us ramble on once more. Uh, we love to hear feedback on all things podcast mag and we didn't get that many questions actually for this podcast so yeah. be sure to send over your questions in plenty of time for the next podcast send them over in the feedback comment of this post if you want in fact uh, we will save them ready for the next one uh, we'll speak to you very soon cheers guys bye, bye, -bye. bye, -bye.